Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I think, man, when we start talking about the last two years and everything that I've had to go through and everything you had to go through, I think it's going to give people the opportunity to understand and know us outside of just the ramification of sports. Because obviously, that's what we dream of doing, broadcasting, being on the scene, presenting ourselves in a sports manner. But a lot of times, people don't understand that we have stories and have went through things too. I just appreciate you, one, being my brother, and two, willing to have this episode where we open up and kind of allow people to understand who we are outside of the sports world. The best part for me is that I gained a friendship out of it. I think about and look at the beginning, this really just started back in March of 2019. And we were both at the open house for New House. You recognized me, but I didn't even know we were in the same room. It's just, it's crazy how, how fast time flies. And for me, the beginning would be February 28th of 2019 when I got that acceptance letter to New House. And even as we like push it forward, it's crazy because the way our first conversation started was you woke up to me and you say, oh, you don't got no waves. And obviously I don't got waves right now, but Clearly. it was just funny because you know, <laughs> it was just funny because at the time, you know, the waves were deep and you were being the hater. But when I got the acceptance letter, I was working at DHL. And when I saw it, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Man, I wanted to quit my job instantly, bro. Mm. I was just ready just to move forward and just start a new just a new path in my life and just do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? But obviously, you know, we have to go through different situations and it just led us to starting boot camp in, in July of 2019. I was so happy and so confident going into Syracuse, but I was also a little worried and had a lot of anxiety because at the time, my mother was going through a pretty serious legal situation. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, I'm not going to go too deep into details on, on her on her situation. But as a young man, that really, you know, opened my eyes and in a way kind of shook me a little bit because as a young man, you want to be your mother's protector. You want to be the one who watches over her and has her back. But that was a situation that, you know, I had no control over. And the only thing I really had control over was staying focused, staying grounded, obviously having her back, making sure she's good where she's at but also getting to school. And I think that's where, you know, graduating from Michigan State and getting to Newhouse and getting to boot camp where I really realized like, you know, damn, I gotta, I gotta lock in because there's some real life things that are going on. So like when you're going through a situation like that, what type of things did you do just to keep yourself level-headed while balancing school at the same time? Well, my family was most important, obviously, with my mother being in a situation of some of that sort. I have, I have an older sister and me and her really had each other's back and was really rallying behind my grandmother, um, my uncles, other supporting cast. Like it was it was tough, but I think school, my family um, at the time, my girlfriend, I think that all kind of helped me you know, stay focused and still stay on track in spite of what I was really dealing with and what I was seeing happening with my mom. Yeah, and I always really respected you for being open and, and being honest with me because I felt like that's what really started to build our relationship. 
because for one to be 100 honest we knew each other for what maybe three or four weeks and us kicking it every day through boot camp it allowed us to just be honest with each other you know what i mean because through us kicking it you're getting phone calls family things are happening in the midst of us actually chilling you know what i mean so then that's where you know the vulnerability happens and i just appreciated you being there for me because as you know i was going through a few things as well too i i came to school you know battling uh, a dwi case you know what i mean I, I got arrested right before school started i had an accident made a childish decision I'm kind of glad in a way, I am glad in a way that that happened because it put me right on track where I needed to be. And to be 100% honest, I was embarrassed because to, to be going to a prestigious school like that of Newhouse, right? One of the craziest things that happened was I had a going away party and nobody at the party knew. So it's like, oh, congrats, Rob, you're going away to school. People are asking me where my car is at. And I totaled it. So in a way, it was a happy but sad moment because I just had to hide so much. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've learned so much through going through that, just making better decisions, knowing right from wrong, and just understanding that the biggest thing for me is that when you have fun, it can last longer than that if you don't make the right decisions. You know, and just having a fun moment can transition into so much more in a my decision-making has just become so much better because of that. And one thing that we always have to do as men or just as human beings in, in general is acknowledge when we are wrong or when we have messed up. And when you did share that information with me, one thing I always appreciated is you never pointed the finger, you never made excuses. You always made it clear like, bro, before I got here, you know, I did make a mistake. And right now I'm really working to get myself back to where I need to be. And I think you having that situation and going through it and working and me battling what I was battling with, but trying to stay focused with school, but knowing my mom is under so much pressure and scrutiny, I think that allowed us to keep pushing and keep going in boot camp. But I think obviously, as we both know, things changed that fifth week with boot camp even more. Two broadcasters deciding to enjoy the weekend and go to the rec. <laughs> and play a little basketball and live some hoop dreams. And I go up for a layup off a great pass by my brother Rob, by the way. Good Don. Go up for a layup, come down on someone's foot, and boom, I break my ankle. I break my leg. I almost thought it was just a sprained ankle, you know, thought it was nothing, got in the car, even drove myself to the hospital. And I never forget, you know, calling you, man. From, I felt like Blade Icewood. I was calling you from the hospital, <laughs> man. Like. I can't wait to walk again. I can't wait to walk again, you know? I got to stop you right there. Before when you're telling me you're at the hospital, I'm like, Troy, why are you lying, bro? You lying to me again, bro. <laughs> you lying to me again. You're at the hospital? You're like, bro, I, I, I think I broke something in my ankle. I just, I literally couldn't believe it because I'm, we have like what? Three, four weeks of boot camp left? At that point, we only had one boot camp was six weeks i broke my mm. ankle and my leg the last that weekend going into the six weeks so as you know so we, you we were damn near done exactly so after the doctor came i never forget it was about four in the morning my brother rob was right there for me at the time you couldn't even drive so i had to drive myself 
home literally with my other foot with the broke ankle so i think it was i just it was just so crazy man but again you know you being there having my back it it meant a lot and even that last week finishing from home and not being able to move and obviously being in syracuse new york where i'm not from i didn't have any family so yeah. at that time you know you sharif um at the time you guys were showing you know a lot of love and was really helping me finish school from home and yeah. I, I never forget you know just really being discouraged though knowing that this was going to be another setback for me I remember my girlfriend flying out and driving me back home the eight hour drive from Syracuse to Detroit and you know I remember getting a surgery a plate and eight screws later but but it was a process man yeah man I mean it it, it was nothing it was I just felt like you needed help. I didn't feel, I felt like you would have did, you know, the same thing for me. And I just, I just extended myself because it was just a crazy incident that happened. And I feel like the wildest thing about it was we went from you thinking that you were going to come back a month later or two months later to you just missing the rest of the semester. You know what I mean? So I, I, I did my best on my behalf while I was struggling, trying to push through school and, just trying to learn just how to be an overall better broadcaster. I did my best to keep you in tune with everything that was going on because a lot of things were shifting while you weren't there. And if you were going to come back, which I knew you were trying to, I just wanted to do my best to, you know, help help you and just just be there for you because I, I knew it was tough. After the surgery, I had to medical leave. So I had to sit out the whole fall semester. But, you know, still talking to you and you telling me, hey, man, Continue working with Premier. Hey, bro, mm-hmm. make sure that you, you're watching these games, you're staying up to par, you're practicing with your voice. All those things kind of kept me motivated because mm-hmm. at that time I was really I was really down. I was going to physical therapy and, you know, just when I thought like, okay, I'm pushing things, I'm getting ready to get better. That October, my grandmother, Jenny Rose, was diagnosed with lung cancer. You know, that really shook our family up because if, if you don't know my family, you know that Jeannie Rose is probably the strongest person that had ever walked these streets of Detroit. So obviously I'm there, I'm supporting her. Two months later, my Uncle Bill, my grandmother's oldest son, was diagnosed with cancer. It, it, just, it just really broke me, man. And I, and I think that talking to you every day at, at New House and seeing how you were staying focused and seeing the journey that you were having i think that that really kind of kept me in good spirits it was tough bro because trying to you know keep you in the loop and just managing everything at school so like i said before i had got arrested for a dwi right before i went to syracuse i had to go back down to the city new york city to go back a couple times for court then after getting my case closed had to go back up to school right and then the court ordered me to complete 100 hours of community service and i knocked them out in 23 days you do the math all while balancing school so you have to keep in mind i'm at community service on the weekends but trying to help do games at the school as well so what do i do i'm literally doing 
10, 12 hour days at community service, sneaking on Saturday and Sunday. People are calling me, I'm not answering because I know I have to get this done so I can open up my time and be able to navigate because we were sports concentration students. So we had the weekend, we had during the week to be able to do the game. So luckily, you know, Sharif, you know, reached out to me, Sharif King, shout out to my guy. Um, he was able to plug me in and get me a job at the school, which was a great help because it helped me financially. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy how God worked because as soon as I was done, when the manager needed me to start to be a, a supervisor at the cage, as soon as she needed me to start, I literally had finished all my hours for community service right before she needed me to start working. You know, and I was literally doing community service down the street from the school. You know what I mean? So everything that I needed, I feel like God made a way for me. You know, community service was 10 minutes away and down the street from my crib. And I was just able to navigate everything within walking. It was tough, but um, I, I was blessed all in the sense of the struggle. I think for you, I know that you really had to put your pride aside because obviously going through that, you're trying to stay focused. You're trying to stay on your school grind, but you know, just being frank, like still having real life shit to deal with as a student. Yeah. So, I, you know, so for you, I think that it was, it was real mature how you handled it. And, you know, you knocked out your business. I remember calling you and talking to you like, yeah, man, I'm out here doing such and such. I'm out here trying to get these hours. You know, I'm calling you like, yeah, bro, I just got out of physical therapy, bro. You know, they say, I, they, they say, you know, in, in four months, I could be back walking. You know what I mean? I remember the first two months after my surgery was hell, you know, not being able to walk the pain physically and mentally pushing through that that fall semester for the both of us really was like you know this spring semester this spring semester is really going to shed a new light going into 2020 things are going to get better <laughs> and boy were we in for a ride man 20 2020 literally was the test for not just us and of course we have our own story but 2020 was a test for everybody. Just the spring semester, it we all wanted to get into a groove, but it was another test. It it didn't get easier. I finished my second semester. I finished spring semester with a C plus and a C. You know what I mean? Pushed me all the way down, and I had a scholarship. It, it didn't fully affect me because I still was able to keep my my scholarship. But I'm grateful for that because going into the summer semester, I ended with a three eight it tightened me up it put me on the path to like you know you need to adjust a few things and now you know you're getting your, yourself together and for me the spring semester was more or less just trying to get my get my feet wet and get back in the school groove you know after coming off the the injury and, and the things that were going on with the family i'm like okay now it's a new start i feel rejuvenated i'm back on campus rob's been giving me the sauce it's going to be good. And I remember getting back on campus January 21st, 2020, being ready, like, let's do this. But it not necessarily working in that way, because if, if you don't know, the Syracuse master's program for Newhouse is only a year. So if you miss a whole semester, you've essentially set yourself back a whole year. So now when I'm back in the spring, you know, those opportunities and those classes that I want to be in or those those on-air jobs or those play-by-play -play gigs aren't necessarily accessible to me. Personally, um, February 3rd really, you know, rocked me to the core. And I never forget being in class, my mother FaceTiming me crying 
crying. I'm like, well, what's going on, mommy? What's up, man? She's like, your Uncle Bill. Your Uncle Bill passed. As I said earlier, you know, he had been diagnosed with cancer and he had beat it. And we had all felt that, you know, he was on the road to recovery. He was going to be fine. And, you know, a blood clot is what caused for him to pass. And I think for me, that was just another gut-wrenching blow on top of everything that I was looking to achieve. I remember coming home and going to the funeral. The funeral was on my birthday, February 12th. And just really thinking like, damn, I hope this is not how 2020 is going to be. Yeah, it, it, we, we get hit with the pandemic. Mm. And now everything is literally shut down. I went down to the ACC conference in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. That was one of my highlights of being at Syracuse. And that's one of the things I had to make sure that I was going to do. We go down there, everything is going well. I think it's like March 12th and the world comes to a stop. The, the commissioner of the ACC tells us everything is fine. I go to the hotel to take a nap and the entire conference is shut down. The entire mm. tournament. They give it to Florida State. They tell everybody to go home. The shuttles stop working. The pandemic, it's, it's a thing now. So from that moment, all of our worlds are rocked because now we're all switched and moved to virtual schooling. And for me, it was just tough because being in my room for school is not what I signed up for. You know, paying that money to use all of that equipment is not what I signed up for. It's tough being in school in the four walls of your room. Like, it just doesn't feel the same. So that added a lot of frustration, a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Even to the point where now you're ready for school to be over, but can we even get jobs now? So it, it, it just puts us in a, in a different situation and made us really have to reshape our whole entire school curriculum. I was in school at the beginning of the pandemic you finish you're finishing school in the midst of the pandemic and i remember being here back at the crib getting an email it's over <laughs> we're going to be finishing things remotely you know i think us finishing things remotely and i'm glad that we both finished strong and finished out the semester well but i think that happening set us up for something that what we're standing here doing right now and that's the podcast because without that happening I feel like we don't do it and now that we have this going and now that we have this platform in a way I almost thank COVID <laughs> almost just nah, for that's a that fact. Look just, for, and just, just for that just and for obviously that pressure COVID, that it put on it, yeah. exactly and obviously we know COVID is nothing to play with we, we know people have been touched people have passed so it's nothing that we would never joke about but you know on, in the light of us having this platform now and sharing our stories and being able to display sports i think covid opened the light for that yeah i i think even just to dial it back for a quick second i'm just really grateful that we got to do the podcast as well too because in order for us to graduate from syracuse it's mandatory that you get an internship we're like two weeks through the rest of the semester our last semester and i have no internship Believe reaches out to me. They say that they like my profile. I speak with the president. Everything works out. And he says, you know, 
I would love for you to do the podcast by yourself because, you know, I like your real and I, I like your personality, but you're more than willing to bring somebody on board if you want. I said, man, what? So automatically, I thought of my younger brother first because I wanted to give him an opportunity because he likes media. He loves basketball. I wanted to give him an opportunity to do that. But something in me just told me I didn't feel 100% like he was ready. So I said, who's my next option? You know what I mean? Like, who can I really look at or think about that could be reliable? I was like, you know, let me let me see if Troy's going to get in the lab. I love you, and I'm, I'm glad we did it, man, because from that moment, we we pushed out, you know, over 15 episodes and we, we're continuing to push. And we just have our own platform now that we've been, you know, granted with to be so creative with. And we're here now. And I remember you calling me, asking me, and, you know, me kind of not really thinking yeah you, you were a little serious. reluctant about it i'm like yeah bro like come on why not, not? but it, but me having that train of thought was only based on the fact that we had said we were going to do it so many times, many times. Yeah, before and never so did now, it so when you came to me with the idea especially you know at this point it's believed so there's even paperwork involved so when you came to me i'm like what's going on is, is this real and you're like yeah man let's Let's do this. And I, I, again, I thank you, one, for thinking of me and bringing the opportunity to me, but two, being willing to do it yourself. And as you've seen, we've been able to push out episodes. We've had great people come show love, guys like Scoop B, guys like Noah Eagle, uh, guys like my boy Marlo Shine, you know what I mean? We've had guys come, we have people really come through and we've been able to express ourselves and build our voices. So I think that really helped us through the summer and really kind of kept us motivated because nothing else was going on based on COVID. So, you know, once the summer kind of died, died out, it was time for me to now hit the reset button and get ready for Syracuse. And for you, it kind of became a job hunt. When we're looking at the job hunt right now, it's been very stressful. Even as you're stepping into that space right now, since I've been out of school, I had three interviews. I had one for Spotify which I was very excited about, never called back. I had one for a marketing job that obviously had nothing to do with media at all, but we all know pockets were getting tight. And I recently just got a, an offer for Spectrum News uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, ironically where the ACC conference was at. So everything was well, you know, they gave me the offer, but every action is gonna have a reaction. So because I made a mistake, and I got a DUI back in um, May of 2019. I have to drive with that job. I have to be able to use a company vehicle. So they ended up, you know, taking the, the offer back because of that. And um, it's it's just a learning curve. You know what I mean? And to be 100% honest, I was fighting with trying to figure out, well, do I let them know ahead of time what happened? Or do I just, you know, let them know right before the background check? It, it was just a learning process. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, your uncle was able to, you know, give me some free game and, and put me on and just let me know that from now on, even with a situation that me and him share in common, which, which is that. And he told me to make it a part of my story. You can't run from it. It is what it is. And you did your time. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful for that. And this even right now is therapeutic and it's just helping me just digest it fully and just take it head on. Because one thing as human beings, we're going to always be conscious of is what people are say about our worst moments. 
Mm-hmm. And I think for you and for me, we've been able to kind of find ways to get over that. And I think in your situation, missing out on an opportunity, instead of it discouraging you, it's now caused you to now take it and face it head on. This past fall semester, as I prepared to start fresh, go into school with a clean start, um, obviously with COVID, we expected some classes to be remote, some to be in person. So that's the way that Syracuse went. I did have classes that were in person. So getting back to school, pushing through the semester, I remember calling you, you know, every other day, hey man, can you help me with this? Hey man, can you assist me with this? Like you really giving me the ropes and really being someone that I could rap with, frustrated with, you know how it goes, especially dealing with professors, projects. So it became a push. It became tough. I was calling you many a nights mad about this professor. Many you know, nights like mad. an old man when it comes to that premiere. Look, I, I almost <laughs> felt like I almost felt like an old man at times when it comes to technology, but you helped me through that process. You know what I mean? And I think once I was gotten a groove, you know, around September, October, those first couple of months was tough. But once I got in the groove, uh, I was ready. I was happy. You know, I was getting packages pushed out. Like we say, when things are going good, sometimes dark clouds tend to always follow. For those who may or may not know, I'm one of the few people who've actually had the opportunity to have a great grandmother. And Mary Bell Hicks, who lived to be 103, my heart, my angel, she, she passed away, you know, after living a long, beautiful life. And I remember flying home um, to come be with my family, you know, because obviously that was tough. And at that time, my grandmother, who at the time is battling with lung cancer, she's kind of beat up and broken down for losing her mother. And in the process of that, my, my stepfather passed. This literally all happened within three days apart, you know? So now I'm like, is like, is it like, is it, like, is, he, is it cameras in here or something? Like, is this? Yeah, like who's fucking like, me right like, now? Like, like this can't necessarily be like real or like actually happening to me and or my family right now. Like this can't be happening. Like all I'm trying to do is finish school, stay focused. Like there's no way this much adversity happens to a college student. That's not real. But it was, you know, because it's hard dealing with your own issues, your own problems that you're dealing with, but then also losing your loved ones as you're as you're trying to do that. And you know, losing my great grandmother and then losing my stepfather, Stacy Patterson, who was there and nurtured me and cried and went through some of the toughest days. But my own father was not there to do that. I think that, you know, that became a pivotal point for me this past semester. By the grace of God, you know, I was able to finish out the fall semester, had A's and B's, but, you know, I still I still had a hole in my heart. I, I really feel like it's, it's super tough, especially in your situation, to deal with that amount of pain, frustration, and, and sadness. And I feel like... I'm 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 just here to just you know be that be that shoulder for you to lean on because I mean even though it, it it is a tough time for you like I've told you before it's it's just a matter of me just being here because we we've just been here for each other through these type of times because we didn't know that the situation was going to turn out this way so um I'm I'm a firm believer in it that you just need to keep your head up straight you know keep doing what you're doing and and know that 
I only do things with the right intent. You know what I'm saying? I don't do anything because I want anything back from you. And it's it's just it's just a lot going on. Everything happens for a reason. I have no idea why this is happening the way it's happening. But when you get to the other side of everything, it, it, it'll be for you'll You'll figure exactly what it was for. And that's what I try to do. And that's why this pie has become therapeutic. I go through things. The next person next to you goes through things. But every day you have to literally get up and put one foot forward. Sit here doing my pie with my grandmother, Jeannie Rose. You know, since returning home from winter break, you know, I always, when I come home, my duty has always been to take her to her treatments. You know, I took her to one of her treatments in the process of that we discovered is now diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and brain cancer. She's in hospice right now, upstairs in the living room as I sit here in this basement, putting my heart into this pod. And it's tough, man. And I feel like today at this moment was one of the best moments to do it because it's really been on my heart based on everything that's going on. Like, I, I feel like now I'm at a, at a standstill and as this spring semester, is pushing up here in the next week or so. I'm just hoping that it's going to allow me to get that fresh start that I've been hoping for ever since this journey started two years ago. Yeah, no, I definitely believe it will because, like I said before, everything happens for a reason. And we believe that, you know, Jenny Rose is, is being strong right now. We never, ever want to see her suffer and just know that Every time you're trying to push forward and do the best for yourself, the road always gets tougher. It just doesn't get easier. I don't know why. And, you know, they, they have this saying that God gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. It's just, it's overwhelming. Like, even through, you know, over this pandemic as well, too, my, my grandfather had passed. My mom, my mom's father. And, you know, that was super tough, as you know, just to see your mom in a weak standpoint like that because it makes you feel like you can't take the pain away. Like to see your mother sad makes you sad. When you go through hard times, you have to understand that there's gonna be something for you on the other side if you're willing to go through the hardship. Going through this right now with my family and seeing, like you say, the toll is taken on my mother, seeing the toll is taken on my sister, my uncles. A lot of the times I feel like as black men, we tend to have too much we have too much pride about getting help or someone being there for you because you're going through something we all going through things and and no matter what the harder it get, gets the more you, you have to press our goal like we're gonna make it this podcast is gonna turn into something big so you know we're, we're hoping that you guys continue to be believers like troy would always say but this, this is something that, you know, we take pride in. We love creating the content for you guys. And we just wanted to take a moment and, and give you guys a transparent moment because we, we both tend to be private people. You know what I mean? This is a lot for us to do, but we wanted you guys to just get a bird's eye view of, you know, the couple things that we have going on and just know that we're here, we're working, we're in the lab, and we want you guys to stay on the grind as well because 2021 is, is going to be better to us. This ain't the end, it's just the beginning, but we just want to make sure when we come back, y'all know who we are, and y'all respect us, y'all know our story, we all continue to support. Absolutely, love.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.